I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. friends and welcome back to the unbreakable you podcast this week we have a really great episode about fitness and movement and kind of better understanding your tolerance to fitness and movement creating a new relationship with fitness and movement and I really think you're going to really enjoy this episode because Whether you're going through eating disorder recovery journey or a hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery journey, we often have to look at our relationship to fitness and dial things back or completely eliminate it. And then once we are fully recovered, we actually do have that opportunity to add movement and fitness and exercise back in if we choose to do that and in like the capacity that is actually helpful and supportive to our body as an individual. So I have Allison on the show with me this week. She has a very holistic approach to movement, which I really appreciate. So I really think you are going to love this episode. But before we actually dive in, I just wanted to dive into a little bit of my personal life and just give you a kind of a what's up, a little bit of an update since we only get to chat here on the podcast once a week. So this weekend was Scott's birthday. If you're new around here, Scott is my partner. We have been together for almost six years. It will be six years in June. And so it was his birthday this weekend, so we celebrated his birthday, so just a lot of family time this weekend, which was really nice, and I've just been doing a lot of behind-the-scenes things in my business, but also my personal life, which hopefully I can share updates with you all soon, but with doing a lot of stuff and experiencing kind of more emotions and stress than usual, my sleep was not so hot. I was kind of struggling in the sleep department this past week. And the reason I wanted to share this with you is because I actually have a rule around exercise when it comes to my sleep too. So if my sleep is off, I have this hard rule for myself that I actually don't train when I have a poor sleep. So if I sleep really bad one night and I kind of had a workout planned for that following day, I just don't work out. And that's why I wanted to share that information with you this week because Allison and I do talk about exercise 
tolerance and understanding whether or not your body is actually tolerating exercise or if you need need to dial things back. And one hard rule I have for myself is that if I sleep like crap one night, I do not exercise or do any type of like intentional movement that following day because that's just more of a stress on the body. So I just thought that was important to share and very relevant for what Allison and I will be talking about today. Another few things that um, I would like to mention is during the recording, there are some, there's like a alarm that goes off in the background on Allison's end while she was talking. So I actually wasn't able to edit that out. So I just want to give you a heads up if you're like, what is that beeping? I wasn't able to edit that out. I really do my best with editing these shows for you all. So Just wanted to give you a heads up there. And last but not least, as always, if you are listening to today's episode and really enjoying it or just listening to it and tuning in like you do every single week, just take a screenshot and tag me on social media at I am Meg Doll so I can see that you're listening. I always love reposting your tags and connecting with you over on Instagram. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Have a great rest of your week and we will chat again next week. Hey, Allison. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with me this week. Thanks, Meg. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So we were kind of chatting before we hit record, and I'm so excited to dive into our topic and have this conversation with you today. But before we actually dive in and get into it, why don't you just introduce yourself to everyone and let us know what you're all about? All right. Absolutely. Um, I am a holistic nutrition and lifestyle coach. And, uh, and I was all, I'm also known as a personal trainer, which uh, I kind of go by different, you know, things because, you know, depending on who I'm working with, but I've been doing this for probably close to 20 years. And uh, I started out as a gymnast for about the same amount of time. And, um, and so I've been an athlete for a really long time and, and have, you know, studied the body, learned everything about as it relates to movement, and then later was able to work with the Czech Institute out in San Diego, California, um, and work, uh, you know, learn from Paul Czech and, and, and his programs on holistic nutrition and lifestyle coaching. So that's kind of how I picked that up. And um, it seemed to be a real missing component because now, you know, many coaches and I like, I, I know like you, Meg, you teach um, your clients uh some uh, deeper versions of nutrition. But when I kind of started in this industry, nobody was really combining nutrition with fitness, which is kind of weird to say now. But um, but so I got into holistic nutrition coaching and it was awesome. It was just what I needed at the time. I had just had two kids and um, I was really struggling with my digestion. So 
that, um, that really pushed me into eating more organic foods, which was again, not really, um, not really well known at the time. So, um, and, uh, you know, cutting out the gluten and those kind of things. And once I did that, I, I saw so much improvement that I was like, wow, this is so simple. I should really be sharing this with my clients. So I went ahead and, uh, you know, started to teach my clients uh, the nutrition aspect with the fitness and people seem kind of, you know, they're like, I don't know. I don't know if organic is really worth it. And I'm like, really, it is. Trust me. <laughs> and so finally, you know, now we're here today and we, we kind of accept that, you know, organic is definitely higher quality food, although some people still aren't kind of aren't quite there yet. And that's OK. But, um, but these days I am, um, doing a little bit more of the holistic fitness realm. So I, I combine a lot of corrective exercise, um, kind of like, um, some, a lot of different things, kind of whatever, where everybody needs PT, um, uh, corrective exercise, and also just getting people to enjoy the process of fitness and health and, and helping them find their their jam, so to speak, or their groove in it, um, so that they can really not beat themselves up about it, you not find uh, too many blocks, or maybe lift some of the blocks they might be having to becoming successful and sabotaging themselves. Because um, I, I see time and time again, people are very critical. A lot of my clients come in very critical of themselves and uh, pretty much sabotage themselves right from the start uh, until they learn really how, what the learning process is uh, for learning new skills and starting to uh, build healthier habits and, and really starting to make that into a lifestyle because um, I've noticed many people go in thinking they should know how to do this already, which makes sense because we're in these bodies, right? We're living in these bodies, but we haven't learned the skills to keep those bodies healthy and that's okay. You just got to start somewhere, right? So it led me to where I am today. And so now I'm helping people. Um, I'm kind of bringing also the spiritual aspect into it. So I'm also helping people manage their energy um, from a more subtle body energy perspective, as well as like literal get, gaining more energy, kind of going from a low energy state to a higher energy state through hormonal balance and uh, just getting stronger, feeling more stable in the body and, um, you know, creating a, a solid food foundation, which is super important. Ooh, I love that. So you're really linking like the fitness component and nutrition. And then also now you're bringing in the spiritual aspect of things too. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I kind of kept hidden for a long time in, in as it related to my job, because I was just like, I don't know how to bring this in. This is, you know, I've always been kind of out there in my perspective of what's possible and what I'm really curious about as it relates to spirituality. And so um, I never really knew how to kind of start weaving that into my work until just like probably the past couple of years. And um, because I'm seeing a, a different consciousness level for sure with people, I see lots of people like over the years, I've seen so many people. So it's like I see patterns, you know, and that's the one thing that actually uh, got me curious about astrology years ago, because I kept seeing patterns in people that I'd see weekly. And I'm like, everybody's feeling this way this week. What's going on? You know, and. Uh, sure enough, there'd be something astrologically going on. And um, however you feel about that, it's it's been around for a long time. There's something to it, I think. So, 
but uh you know me meaning like my husband because he's like oh whatever <laughs> some people are like yeah okay but i put a lot of validity on it because and I, and it, that's an example of me not being like embarrassed about that kind of stuff either and just embracing it because those are the things that make life fun those are the things that are playful some of the unknowns right so like why why not embrace those things about yourself and run towards them and get curious about them so that's um you know i started doing more of that and and it led me to where what i'm doing now which now it's super fun i mean you know, I, I've turned something into something that was kind of stressful and meeting other people's expectations and needs into something that was really enjoyable to me. So um, that's what I've been able to kind of how I've been able to evolve over the years. And I've also found that if I'm doing that for myself, then other people are getting the benefits of that too, right? Yes, totally. Well, I love that. So I want to talk about what you mentioned before about kind of creating this maybe like exercise or fitness routine or relationship to fitness and exercise that feels good for people. Okay. So right. a lot of the women that listen to this podcast and will be listening to this episode, a lot of us have gone through really trying times with our relationships to exercise and a lot of us have also had to take time off from exercise and fitness whether that's because we were recovering from an eating disorder or trying to get our periods back and correcting that energy deficit so let's say we have gone through that healing process. We're fully recovered from an eating disorder or HA. We're ready to get back into a routine that does involve moving our bodies in a way that feels good for us. And we don't want to go back to our old ways of being really obsessive with it and feeling like we should be doing XYZ. So where would that woman begin her journey? That is such a good question, Meg. I love that. Um, And what, what comes to me when you say that is who the question I always ask myself, and this is what I started asking myself years ago is who am I doing this for? right? What is my purpose? Am I doing it to meet other people's expectations or what I think are other people's expectations or what my parents' expectations were of me or what I think society's expectations are of me? That's the question. So if you're still doing that on some level, you're going to have that, um, that persistent, uh, kind of critical voice or feeling of not doing enough or feeling of just not being motivated. So that's one thing I would say right off the bat, like, you know, answer that question for yourself. Um, And then of course, you have to get clear on your personal values. This is one thing I do with all my clients in the very beginning is we get clear on their values because as a trainer, I have values, but you have a different value set than I do, depending on your your personal experience, your life experience and, and all of that. And so because of that, I, you know, 
I'm not going to assume what your values are and, and I'm not going to judge what your values are either. Those are for you to determine and decide. Like that's part of really what is becoming an adult is, is about in some ways, it's about really defining your own values. Those can be some of the same values you grew up with. That's totally fine. But it's really about discerning those values uh, is what's important, I think. So those are two big, big things to really bring awareness around right there. Um, and then, you know, you got to bring the play into it. You got to bring the imagination aspect into it. It's like, you know, if it feels like work or it feels like you something you have to do, then it's actually is not going to be very fun. And, and you're probably not going to do it for a very long time. You know, as much as you try, as much as you try to willpower yourself through, if it's not fun, then you're just going to be like, oh, I just don't want to do this. And something deep down will stop you from doing it, right? Whether you get injured, whether you uh, just lose lose your motivation and, and those kind of things. But um, the, so I would say, you know, also, you know, just physiologically, just make sure you're also keeping, like, I think you said, if once you're healed from those kinds of things, right, once you get your nutrition on track, you've got your energy up and you're still hitting those blocks, I say, go to those, those as well, if you haven't already brought awareness to those questions. Right. Like, cause you also have to find a type of movement that actually like works with your body it's not only just like doing what you enjoy doing but it's also you know finding something that your body can thrive while you're also doing um for an example I love strength training like that's kind of where I'm at and have been at for how many years I just it's always been something that just makes me feel good. And like you said, if you're naturally consistent with something, I think that kind of shows you that, okay, this is like the thing that you clearly like if you keep coming back to it, right? Right. But just because you love something doesn't mean you can be doing it like seven days a week, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, I think so, you can do it more like that when you're younger. And then as you get older, it, it, that changes. You can't even push through that anymore. But that's, yeah. that's my experience. Yeah. But it's kind of like you also have to realize what does and does not work for your body too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you help your clients kind of navigate that area as well. Okay. What's working yeah. and how to actually know if something is working for your body. Recovery. So how fast are you recovering from that workout? So if you're still sore and you can't sit on the toilet three days after that workout, probably a good idea to take some time to rest and recover, right? So it's really about paying attention to how um, that, you know, that recovery routine, uh, whether it is, uh, there's a lot of different things I really recommend for people, but um but yeah, and so that's the first thing. And so um, I'll just put a pen on that for a second. And then um, I would also say you want to make sure that you are in proper alignment physically to do that activity. So you may, you know, it's not to say that you can't do things you love, 
But again, do you have the stability? Do you have the strength right now? Do you have the alignment in your body? You know, do you sit at a desk all day? Do you, do you have some postural issues that really need to be addressed with a little bit of corrective exercise and mobility first? Like those are things to assess, right? Just on a practical level. Um, and so really, if you can, if you can have some some assessment there with that, the sky is kind of the limit because there's so many things you can do for that. But, um, but as far as recovery goes, I mean, the things you could do to recover, obviously, uh, you know, good sleep, uh, good nutrition right after, um, you work out, don't wait too long to eat. You want, want to kind of, that helps you recover a little bit faster. I like the sauna. I like acupuncture, massage, chiropractic, all these things, as well as if you don't have like a practitioner for those kinds of things, you can get like the acupuncture cups, the silicone cups and kind of move it around those areas that you need to kind of free up a little bit. And I teach my clients how to do that too. But um, the roller is great for recovery too, kind of getting the circulation. So anything that really warms the body, uh, gets the circulation going is going to be good for recovery. Um, maybe some light uh, aerobic exercise or something like that, walking. But, um, but again, if you are doing all that stuff and then you're still not recovering properly, that means something's off, right? Either you're doing too much or you're not giving your body the, uh, what it needs to recover right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing though, is like finding that help healthy, happy balance for yourself, because I know I can personally like do strength training three days a week and I feel really great doing it that way. And then there's some other women that our strength training maybe five, six days a week. And yeah. I think for a lot of the ladies listening to this episode, it's kind of easy to get tripped up in thinking that it's always better to do more and yeah. kind of it's hard. It's hard to navigate like what that amount is going to look like for you and actually be okay with that. So how would yeah. you encourage women to navigate that for themselves. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, that's great. A great point because you know, you really just have to learn how to uh, listen to your body signals, you know, decode what your body's telling you, like I say. And um, again, that's blood sugar regulation. That's good sleep. So again, if you're another, another indication that, you know, um, you're maybe doing too much is you know, you're not sleeping well, right? You have your adrenaline levels are too high all the time because you're pushing that. So, um, you know, and again, your rate of recovery. So those are the two big ones. But I, I think too, if you're getting to a place where you're kind of pushing yourself and you're, you're pushing yourself, but you're still, it's kind of like you're using your willpower to do your workouts and you're not really enjoying them, but you're doing it because you feel like you have to you might be heading to a low energy state. Like it's like, it's really trying to nip that in the bud before it goes too far, right? So I found that uh, for women especially, and I, I work with a lot of women, is that hormonally, um, we can do a lot of that kind of overriding when we're younger. But I think once we get into like mid thirties and beyond and then have kids and that kind of thing, and the hormones start to change a little bit, um, 
then we, we kind of lose the ability to uh, be able to do that, right? So you can't really override those signals as much. So it's a great thing to pay attention to uh, the signals at when you're, when you're younger, especially. Um, and then you can kind of get to know your body better, right? So that, because I think that's the main issue is that many of us just don't know how to decode what our body is telling us, right? So, um, so we just override it and we go too far and then we either get really sore or we get extremely fatigued or, you know, we just hit a, hit a block there uh, physically or health or in our health. And then we're like, what happened? Well, we were overriding the, our body's signals constantly until finally the body was like, we can't do this anymore. Right. And so um, I think that's probably your best bet. So for me, like I, I kind of go with my, um, my mood or my emotions about how I'm feeling with the exercise. If I'm really, if there's like a huge lack of motivation um, and this goes for sex too. Like if you are very unmotivated to have sex, um, then, you know, just for the average person, not someone who's experienced really a lot of trauma, but um, you know, uh, I would say that has to do with your hormones, right? You're pushing it so far that your, your hormones are getting out of balance, right? So you're, you're kind of getting into that low energy state. So there's things you can do, um, you know, to nutritionally prop yourself up like that, get in, get in some of the nutrients that you might be deficient in. And then also maybe back off on the workout and do something that's more sustainable. If that's where you're, where you're, you know, if that's the point you're getting to there. I really like where this conversation is going in terms of kind of helping our listeners prevent getting to that place of being overtrained and burnt out. But yeah. I think in what you've been saying over the past couple of minutes here is that there are some kind of like sneaky signals that our body can give us. And like you said, we do need to learn how to kind of decode these things. You brought up like a lack of sex drive or just like not really feeling into it or disrupted sleep. And I was thinking maybe you could give us some examples of those sneaky little um, maybe like body responses to being overtrained, like some things that might come up for someone that is overtraining and they may not realize that it's actually related to overtraining. And I think you brought up a couple good ones. Like I said, the lack of sex drive, not a lot of women would actually, you know, put that together that, oh, wow, um, I'm experiencing this. And that actually relates to me being overtrained, um, and also the sleep aspect of things. Not a lot of people put those together. So do you have any others that you could share with us that are kind of, um, those sneaky little symptoms that might creep up so they can be aware of them before they actually do lead to being kind of burnt out and they do have to take time off of exercise again. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I want to also add to that is, is really, it, it's about your nervous system. So if you're overloading it all the time like that, um, 
by depletion, that's, that's something that's going to come up for, so lack of sleep and, um, you know, lower energy. So you're not going to have the energy to have a great libido. You're not going to have the energy to recover. Well, your body is going to siphon off the energy to places that need it most if you're low in that. Right. So, um, so that's kind of, that's kind of how that works. And I would say some other symptoms would be like acne, you know, chronic acne, uh, because your skin is going to be the last thing, probably dry skin too. Your skin's going to be the last thing that your body sends reserves to if you're in a low energy state. So it's going to send it to your organs first. It's going to send it to your liver. You know, it's going to need those, um, it's going to, you know, your body needs those to work first before you have nice skin. So, um, and yeah, so things like that, I would say also, um, so just in general, your rate of recovery, you know, hair, you know, your hair, your skin, your nails, those things, those are things that will change, um, if you are depleting yourself too much, right? Yeah, very true. Awesome. Yeah. So I want to know how you integrate spirituality into all of this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's, I love that. So yeah. So I really help people. Um, so when I say get into your body, I, I say this a lot, like get into the body and, and stay in their body. So a lot of times we, you know, again, I've seen many people come to my practice and they just dis disconnect and, and we all do this. It's not like it's, you know, just uh, a few people. We all, we all do this. And I think the biggest challenge is just for her to really stay in our bodies and be present during something. So Exercise is an excellent way to, to learn how to stay in your body and really um, kind of get out of your head. So when people are a lot in their, in their head, and when I say body, I mean like heart mostly, you know, because your head is part of your body too. But a lot of times when we're thinking all the time, we're trying to over-intellectualize things. We're not really connecting that information with the heart. So it creates anxiety, creates stress. Um, and we, we're not grounded, right? We're not. So when I say in your body, meaning grounding, right? Right. We're not really grounded and you have to be grounded in order to have a higher level of spirituality, really, you know, um, that really is, is so, um, necessary. And so what, what I teach my clients is how to get grounded in their body and by taking the mind out of it. So, um, like you try to do when you meditate, similar thing, but what I do with my clients is we go through um, some movements, kind of like, uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, what musicians go through. Like when I used to do drumming, we would like start with one drummer and then the other one would go on top of it. And the other, other one would have a different rhythm on top of that. And we keep layering it into, and try to go as far as, and as long as we could with that, with that rhythm, right. Until you just couldn't do it anymore. You can you like your nervous system couldn't take it. So um, that's kind of, but you, but again, you're not thinking about that. Your mind is out of it. You're just, you're do, just doing it, right? So that's kind of what I'm trying to get my clients to get to with our movement. And one, there's one thing I do with them called sequencing. And um, it's just kind of a buildup of um, move through balance and symmetry. And uh, we're bringing it 
uh, we're bringing in a little bit, it gets a little bit harder each time, each time. So before COVID, I was in a gym with somebody and we'd have a big floor space, right? And we'd go up and down the floor. And each time you go up and down the floor, it, the, the move would change or get a little bit more um, complex, right? And so um, the kind of the... Um, the buildup of the complexity would help them become more resilient in their nervous system because they're actually, um, they're, they're learning how to take it on more gradually, right? Instead of just killing themselves with a bunch of burpees, which is very different, right? Um, so it's just a different way of building strength and resilience. And it's also a way to, to take the mind out of the mix too. So that's just one example, <laughs> but of course, through breathing and, and, uh, teaching my clients how to breathe properly. Cause most of us are up here in the clavicle area and we're in sympathetic mode, a bunch. And, you know, um, we, I teach them how to get into their diaphragm, how to free up their diaphragm with the roller and, you know, with the, um, with that acupuncture cup too. Um, there's a lot of great techniques you can use for that. I actually have that on my building your uh, food and fitness foundation courses. Uh, so yeah, so that is, those are, uh, those are great ways to get embodied and feel, start feeling your body again. And, and just movement in general, if you're doing your movement and you're trying to focus your best on what to feel, you know, in that moment. For, so for example, if I'm doing hip lift, I want to try to focus on feeling my glutes there. You know, if you just do something as simple as that, that can be an embodiment move, right? That can be a grounding move. Yeah, I love that. That's so great. So you brought up a course that you have that you work with people through. So yes. why don't you share with us how people can connect with you and get more of you if they're looking for that type of support? Sure. Yeah. Um, you can go to pureenergypdx.com and uh, it's slash nutritional. I think it's nutritional slash guidance. But if you go to my website, you'll see um, under services, it'll be online courses. Actually, when you've come to the first page, you can just click on it. It'll be there. But I'm really... Um, I'm, I, I set it at a pretty cheap price right now because I just want everybody to be able to have access to this information and really have the information um, that they need to just kind of begin a, a journey of discovering self and having fun and finding their purpose in fitness and nutrition again. And, um, you know, just kind of starting the journey of, of joy if you're ready for that, because it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be painful. You don't have to suffer through it. It doesn't have to be no pain, no gain, you know, that kind of thing, that old way of thought. Um, it, you know, it can be, if you want to, it, it is really just how you want it to be. So that is my, my course. I'm just helping you guiding you through the process of discovering what you really want and how you want to, you know, how you want to envision it through using your imagination and then learning the skills, the techniques that you just really, um, you'll be able to use for the rest of your life to stay healthy. I mean, it's just such foundational, basic stuff, but once you learn these things, it's like learning how to ride a bike. You, you'll never forget it. Right. So, um, and it's just, I try to make it as fun as possible, even so much as just learning how to creatively express ourselves in a very simple, with a very simple exercise every day. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's where I bring the spirituality aspect in it too, is, is just 
helping guiding people through the process of learning more about themselves, learning how to love themselves, learning how to um, understand themselves better. And because you are the practice, as I say, you know, you are the spiritual practice. If you, <laughs> this is what we're here to do. It's we're here to learn about ourselves. We're here to learn how we want to creatively express ourselves in the world, right? And um, once I figured that out for myself, I was like, wow, that sounds like so much fun, more fun than what I was doing before, right? So I might as well teach other people how to do this too. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, I really like that. I love that you're doing that for other people, showing them how to really get to know themselves and love themselves through movement. So I love that. Thank you so much for doing this work. And I do have one more question for you. Sure. And that is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let's well, you see. are on yeah. the Unbreakable You podcast. I know. I figured I should have figured you were going to ask me that. Um, yeah. So I think what it means to be unbreakable is if you can, um, I would say just learning really. I mean, this is why my whole, what a lot of my book is really about is learning how to love yourself unconditionally. That's going to be the biggest lesson I think this year for all of us, uh, because, you know, what does that really mean? Like, I, I, I wondered too, I always, you know, you always say, let's love ourselves unconditionally, but, and let, and each other, but what does that actually really mean? So I wrote a book about that and how to discover that for yourself and really how to, um, truly, truly love yourself unconditionally and bridge the gap between the physical and the energetic. Because I think that's what's missing for a lot of people is they don't know how to navigate the energetic parts of themselves. Um, we discount them a lot. So um, again, like there's nothing better to do that than movement, voice, um, you know, expressing yourself, you know, those kinds of things. So making mistakes. I think we didn't talk too much about that, but that's a great way to play too. And just unapologetically making a mistake, you take, you know, you take responsibility for it, but you don't beat yourself up about it. Right. So that's a big thing that I think we're going to have to deal with moving forward with um, everybody on social media. And we're, you know, it's a very different world from when I grew up. I wasn't in the spotlight, but a lot of people are now and they feel like, anything they do is going to be judged. So I think we have to learn how to start doing that again. Otherwise, we're going to continue to, you know, edit ourselves. And and that creates blocks both in your movement and your creative expression and really how you live your life, right? Yeah, your book sounds incredible. So I know you mentioned that it's not going to be out until about the spring. So give us more yeah. details about that because yeah, it sounds absolutely amazing. And I know my girls here are here for all conversations about loving themselves. Yeah, I know. We all want to do that, don't we? And we just don't know how, but it, it's a lot of probably, probably what you talk about, Meg, with inner child work, you know, just really connecting with our inner children. And so my process of writing the book has been, you know, it started with 15 minutes a day. Then I started with, then I turned it into 30 and then an hour and then more than an hour. So I kept, you know, I did that until I wrote the whole book and I'm working with a coach who is helping me now format and edit it 
and then we're going to pitch it to a publisher. So um, I'm very excited about this because this is the first time I've ever done it. And so 2020 for me uh, created this opportunity, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, I keep saying that, you know, 2020 was such such a challenging year for so many people. But I think because of those challenges, we were kind of forced to be with different parts of ourselves, different parts of our lives and look at things, look at ourselves, look at aspects of our life in a different way. And that led to a lot of growth and transformation for a lot of people, you know, no matter how awful the year was for some people. I think even those people who had a really challenging year um, also can now say that we're now that we're out of it, right? They can see the growth and the goodness that really did come from that year. Absolutely. And I think for those people who really want to reap the benefits of 2020, you know, like what you learned from 2020 and actually integrate those things, I think my book will be really wonderful for that and also a pleasure to read. So that was my intention is to make it fun to read, but also very insightful and also something that people could, could connect to with their heart and then be able to perceive this a little bit differently so they can actually move towards making a positive change in their life. So, um, you know, the best way to really know when the book is coming out is just to get on my newsletter on my website, and then I'll be sending out, uh, you know, when it, I'll be sending out a notification when it comes out and all that, and I'll let you you guys know. But um, yeah, I I just think, um, and, and I was just talking to my friend about this this morning, I think we're all saying the same thing, but we're just saying it differently. We all have these different perspectives and certain people are going to hear us. The people that are going to hear our own individual perspective are going to hear it. And that's why we're all doing it because we're all trying to help each other through this time. And um, I think as many people as, as they, uh, as possible need to just start doing this. Don't be afraid to like, explore your potential anymore. Don't be afraid to express yourself, start doing it because you don't know who you can, who you're going to be able to help. You don't know what the potential or um, the effects of that are going to be until you do it. Um, So it's, it's really important. I think moving forward into 2021 or 2021 (laughs) um, that we begin to, you know, get ourselves, take, take ourselves off the hook Stop being so serious. We got to start having more fun, enjoying our lives and getting creative. So this is where we're at, right? Right on, girl. Yes. And I love what you reminded people of um, about your newsletter. You know, if someone wants to connect with us and know what's happening, get on our newsletters because social media you know, we don't know what's happening there, but, um, yeah, yeah, I will have everything of yours linked up in our show notes. So our listeners can head over there and click on the links, connect with you and make sure they're notified when your book comes out right on. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And just a reminder for everyone listening to take a screenshot or take a picture of, 
the environment you know if you're out on a walk take a picture of whatever is around you and post it to social media and you can tag both of us um and let us know you're listening so thank you so much allison for coming on the show this was wonderful thank you meg i I, it was a pleasure and an honor thank you so much Thank you.